developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. and thanks for listening tonight. My name's Sandman, and I'll be your guide through this strange realm of ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories, and other unsolved mysteries that I like to call parareality. And uh, happy uh, April Fool's Day to everybody as this new episode drops on April the 1st, 2022. And, uh, And I'm glad to report that Eric is back here with me in the secret bunker. He's over there manning the co-host desk. Dude, so good to have you back. Yeah, man, it's great to see you. It's been uh, been a few months, but um, glad things are uh, settled in and we're back here. Yeah, you know, just when we had a good roll going, COVID hit, and that just sent everything straight into the toilet, and we've had a hard time getting back on track ever, ever since. Yeah, it did. I know you made a few switches in your professional life. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, we're we're back here and happy to be with you. It's good to see you. Good to see you, man. And so, uh, um, tell us what you've been up to. What's what's going on with the world we live in? And yeah, we are we're back up and running. Um, me, I'm doing it with my sister right now, who I've slowly started to uh, dip into the uh, world of of the mysterious yeah, and yeah, unknown. Yeah. She's a convert. Uh, yeah, she is. I've uh, started to throw a few. Um, Pretty pretty strange uh, areas at her, but um, yeah, we've uh, we've had some good episodes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've I've listened to uh, a few of your your episodes, and it, you got a good rapport going there with your sister, which is a good I thing because she's your sister. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's uh, naturally we we have a good back and forth, yeah. and um, in regular life, you know, we have a great relationship. So um, as as she gets up to speed on a lot of the topics, I think it's going to go really well. Good, good. Yeah, she uh, she single. She need she need a date. She looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> she is single. Yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. you heard it here on Pair Reality, folks. The co-host of World We Live In needs a date. 
She needs a date. She's hot. She's available. She's young. She's about to graduate college, so she's educated. So she got that degree. Yeah. Get in touch with Eric. Yep. Send me a note, and I'll hook yeah. you up with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't tell her I, that I set her up no, though. No, she'll she'll she'll, she'll never know. Out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. She'll never know. She'll never know. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, it, like I said, it's good to have you back. Yes. Um, I'm been missing our interactions i mean it's just god you know seems like uh like i said as soon as we got got a good roll going on this covid thing hit and just totally screwed us up but uh yeah it threw a wrench in i mean a lot of people as i'm yeah, sure everyone yeah. knows but um but yeah things seem to get back to normal if yeah. we can uh yeah i i hope that uh we're on the downside of, of all this we'll see it seems time like will it. tell it seems like time it, will yeah. tell well, uh, man, tonight's episode something that uh, that you've discussed on World We Live In. We have, yes. And when you told me that you wanted to talk about this here on Pair Reality, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> because yeah. I didn't think I'd ever heard of these things before, but then I started looking into it, and, and I realized that I had heard of what you're talking about. It's just that I knew it by a different name. So um, I think that the term that you used and the term that is something new, because the term that I use is obviously maybe maybe a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, of the many strange encounters in the world of the paranormal that we discuss on this show, there are often those that serve to be particularly strange and unusual. Among these bizarre accounts are tales from all over of what appears to be some sort of thin, pale being, often hunched over, crouching or crawling. And these things have, well, they've come to collectively be known as pale crawlers. And they are every bit as creepy as you can imagine. So what are they and where did they come from? And most importantly, what do they want? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And to learn more, you'll have to turn on, tune in, and find out. But before I do, it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show, fan mail. Mm-hmm. Hadn't done it in a while. Brought it back uh, last episode So I got, this is actually not an email. This is a tweet that I got. I always always tell people that they can slide into my DMs. (laughs) So uh, this isn't, this isn't actually a a DM, but uh, someone uh, just uh, replied to a a tweet that I sent out. Um, I went, uh, went and saw some live music in Nashville heart cover band called Barracuda. They're excellent. Freaking awesome. Saw it on your Insta. Yeah. That, that, um, where the, the venue that you saw it at is a great venue. Yes, too. it is. Yes. The exit in or not, not the exit in. Oh my God. Kill me. <laughs> Third and Lindsley. Third and Lindsley. Yeah. Third and Lindsley. I always get those two confused and I don't know why, cause they're nowhere near each other and no, they don't they even, are. they're not even not spelled. Even close. Yeah. <laughs> not even spelled similar. So yeah. Uh, Third and Lindsley. It is a great music venue. Saw them. And so I, I sent a tweet out 
And um, then I got a uh, response to my tweet, which actually had nothing to do with the tweet that I sent out. <laughs> but no, it's it's very nice, and yeah. I want I wanted to read this. This comes from Twitter. Comes from uh, Tricky Disco at Crawley, nineteen seventy five, mm. and he says, "So sorry to hear about your dog, Sandman." I could hear and feel your pain listening to your latest podcast. Take it easy, bro. Great show. So uh, thanks, Tricky Disco, for your condolences. As uh, those of you who are regular listeners to the show, you know that I recently lost my uh, faithful companion, Mary Jane. She was a senior dog. I got her when she was two years old. Had her for 16 years, so she was 18 when she died, and... and, uh, Died very unexpectedly. It was a very wasn't I was not mentally prepared for that, and uh, it really, really was a, a tough thing to go through. And and uh, so I, I like missed a pretty much a whole, almost a whole month of podcasts, and and uh, I don't know. Was, I just uh, kind of like last uh, last podcast. I just felt the need to to share it was cathartic it kind of did me some good and and thank you for your condolences and the kind words oh yeah man we, as well we, so uh, yeah I, i've lost two wiener dogs over the past uh, three years so oh no uh, man yeah it's yeah. tough i mean it when is the, when my last one passed or i should say my family's last one passed yeah i i, I cried for a little bit it's just oh you know dogs are different man like obviously i'm sure cat owners cry when they lose a cat oh, yeah. but cats yeah, yeah. and dogs are different and that's no um that's no hit on cats i love cats too but dogs just they have a different presence yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i said she was uh she was with me for 16 years yeah. every every day oh, for yeah. 16 years oh, yeah. and uh yes yeah, it's, it's it's a big loss it's a big loss but i'm doing better and uh i want to thank uh thank you again eric sure. for for uh your support and your your kind words and condolences and Thank you, Tricky Disco, for uh, for the kind words and and everybody else that uh, reached out to me through social media and, and everything and, and sent your condolences and and uh, support. I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to take uh, take a moment and and uh, just say uh, thanks to everyone for that. So, uh, yeah, that kind of don't want to put a um I the last episode uh, it ended really horribly I put a bummer it was a really good episode and then I ended it like <laughs> you know so I, I don't want to do that again so oh, yeah, you know, you're so. good <laughs> spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time the world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. All right, so now that uh, I've addressed that issue and got that behind me, I want you guys to uh, take a listen to this. Aero Reality is a proud member of the Straight Up Strange Podcast Network. To learn more about all the awesome podcasts that are members of the Straight Up Strange family, go to straightupstrange.com and get strange. Hey, how would you like to be an agent of chaos? What is chaos? 
It's the knowledgeable apprentices of Sandman, and that's what I call my Patreon account members. I'm looking for new agents, and I'd love it if you'd sign up to become one. There are three levels of agents, and all are extremely affordable, $5 a month or less. Each level offers exclusive content, along with the ability to help create podcast episodes and even the chance to be a guest or a co-host. To learn more, head on over to patreon.com slash parareality. 100% of the proceeds from Patreon goes back into producing quality content for this podcast. You are listening to the Parareality Podcast, your information source for conspiracy theories, UFOs, the paranormal, and all things unexplained. New episodes drop the first Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Listen on your favorite podcast station. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Pale Crawlers, also known as Ash Men and Pale Men, which is a possible reference to Pan's Labyrinth, that movie with uh, David Bowie. Wasn't that David Bowie? I think so. Oh, was it? I no, saw the movie. no. It was the the Pan's Labyrinth. That was, was the Spanish. Guillermo movie. del Toro. Yeah, yeah, Pan's. Yeah, film. yeah. David Bowie was something else. Okay. I was on such a roll, and then I screwed it up. <laughs> So, Pale Crawlers, also known as Ash Men and Pale Men, a possible reference to Pan's Labyrinth, are humanoid cryptids known for their distinctive, pale, hairless, ashen skin and emaciated appearance. They average somewhere between 5 to 8 feet in height when they stand upright, but are typically seen crawling on all fours or in a hunched position, giving them the name Pale Crawlers. Their faces are reported to have sunken in or black eyes, a lot of sharp teeth, or in some cases, no mouth, and no lips or noses. There have been reports of them in northern parts of North America, up in Canada, uh, up in uh, the northern part of the United States, parts of the UK, and even Australia. And if you know Anything about the Slenderman mythos, you're probably familiar with the pale crawlers. So, crawlers inhabit small enclosed spaces like caves. They're primarily nocturnal, but some have reported sightings during the day. They seem to consume animals that are like small to medium sized uh, from things like mice to small deer, although they typically don't attack humans. Not typically, but they have been known to. And despite their appearance, they're unnaturally strong because they look really, really frail. They're thin, um, but they are supposedly unnaturally strong. Most sightings are at night in open areas, particularly areas that have a lot of uh, trees, forest, woods, stuff like that, or on the sides of roads, or during the day in enclosed spaces like in the sewer or caves or other dark, dank places like that. And on the rare occasions that they do attack people, the wounds are never fatal, and they usually 
don't give chase to people. Now, considering their normal prey, humans are likely too big to be worth attacking. They're known to make a piercing screech when approached. And because of their nocturnal nature, crawlers can be scared off by bright lights and fire. Gunshots are also usually enough to scare them away. They've been associated with Slenderman, and sightings are often reported either just before or just after an encounter with Slenderman. Exactly what their role is with Slenderman isn't clear. Perhaps they're some sort of proxy of Slenderman acting on his behalf, or maybe they're some sort of slave of his, perhaps the souls of those he's taken doomed to do his bidding for all eternity. Or maybe they're just friends who enjoy hanging out together and stalking unsuspecting humans and scaring the shit out of them before they take them away. I don't know. Could be. Could be. So what we're going to be doing tonight is discussing the pale crawlers, recounting some stories that we've found, and just giving a general uh, overview. Because you, you, if you try to find out what pale crawlers are, you look on the interwebs, there's really not a lot out there, but there are plenty of stories, but that's about it. There's not a lot of quote-unquote information about what the pale crawlers are. Uh, so we're going to recount some of these stories, some of our favorite stories, and we're going to bounce back and forth between us, our theories on what these pale crawlers are. So, Eric, you go first. Okay, sounds great. Um, I know I've got my favorite story. I'm sure you do, too. I do, I do. I hope it's not the same one as mine. We'll see. I I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, Well, yeah, first would love to give a shout-out to Phantoms and Monsters, Lon Strickler's site. Yeah. Because... I, I, that guy has put in the work because some of the accounts on his website, not just of pale crawlers, but of j- just anything yeah. weird and cryptid, is it's a yeah, really yeah. incredible, um, incredible database that he's built. So, um, and my first one does come from there, and it also comes from <clears throat> literally about ten miles from where I grew up in Indiana. Ooh, yeah. So this, and I, I sent this to my sister. I can't remember if we mentioned it on our episode of World We Live In podcast, but, but yeah, this is a very, very eerie one. Um, so this takes place in uh, early 2020, um, when the current, when the first COVID kind of lockdowns were going down, and you mm-hmm. know people were just kind of staying around their home and all that. Um, so this this kid basically says, um, my girlfriend and I were just getting bored hanging out, so they decided to go to a drive. They decided to go for a drive late at night. And this area of Indiana, it, it, it's populated, but it's not like a house every – there's not like five houses on a road. It's like yeah, yeah. a house maybe every other road. So there's a, there's a bit of land um, and – they said around 12.45, 1 a.m., they were driving on a back road um, where it was just trees for pretty much as far as they could see. The road was empty, no houses, um, and they turned a corner, and as the road straightened out, this guy slammed on his brakes, and they caught a glimpse of this seven-foot, 
figure just squatting in the middle of the road. Yeah. And uh, said the elbows almost touched the pavement. So, I mean, when a human's squatting, but their hands are touching the pavement. Yeah. This guy says it's elbow, elbows are touching the pavement, so very long arms. Long arms. Yep. Um, said his girlfriend screamed, mm. and within a second, basically, of seeing it, um, it jumped, like, into the into the tree area and said from where it jumped to where it landed was about 15 feet. Mm. Um said he could see it stretch out when it jumped. Um, he refers to it as a rake. I don't know if you've heard that term before. That is what I know it okay. as. Gotcha. That's why I wasn't familiar with pill crawling. Yes, and the rake is um, related to Slender Man in the sense that it's a creepypasta yeah. type of term. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, and... Said he didn't see any teeth or anything. The head was pretty human-shaped. Its face was long, mm-hmm. blackish, sunken eyes, as you mentioned. Um, longer nose, and its mouth was closed. Um, it ran away and hid in the tree. Um, said it didn't seem animalistic, so that I guess that implies more of a humanoid shape, which mm-hmm. we would probably agree with. Um, very thin, almost bony. Yep. Um, and uh, said its legs were very long. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, people seeing things when they drive is always very strange, especially on a dark, a dark road like that. Yeah. Uh, I know you've had your encounter with the uh, black cat or whatever. Black dog. Black black dog. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Um, yeah, this, the, the reason I chose this encounter first was like, one, it was like 10 miles from where I grew up. So very strange. Uh, I've probably driven a road very close to this and, um, and yeah, just sitting in the middle of the road. It's almost like it was waiting, yeah. waiting for something almost. I don't you, know. you may have been watched by a pale crawler as you were it's entirely driving possible. down the road. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. So, um, very strange. But so did that was the was the thing I mean it was you said it was in the middle of the road was it like eating roadkill or did did the guy say no it doesn't say it just said he saw it as they turned the corner and the road straightened out and it was just squatting there wow yeah so many of the descriptions of pale crawlers that I have looked at are very similar to what you just described in that story by yeah. that guy. And if you've done any research, which I know you have, but uh, for the listeners out there, if you don't know what a pale crawler is, or if you know it by a different name, like I did, I knew it as the rake. Yes. Um, so that's when you said, let's do pale crawlers. I was like, what the hell <laughs> is that? Yeah. I can't believe I've never heard of this. Well, you know, I have, but I digress. So sure. if you, if you, or listener out there and you don't know what a pale crawler is, but you're familiar with the rake, well, there you go. But if you if you don't know about them and you're going to put pale crawlers into a Google search, you're not going to see a lot of info, but you're going to s- get a lot of stories. Get a lot of stories, yeah. And you'll also get a handful or more of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to have to address this. Got to. Because 
I think that probably 90% of the YouTube videos are crap. I think that it's just video hoaxes. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great thing to point out because they they, they are, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they are. Yeah, sure. you know, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you're claiming this to be something that you encountered or something that you saw or whatever, then that's where I have a problem. Yeah. But if you are looking at a YouTube video series where the rake is a prominent character in the video series, Mm -hmm. then you have to take that with a grain of salt because it is a character. Exactly. But they can do the people, God, everyday normal people can do such wonderful things with video editing equipment these days, man. It is is amazing. So my point is, if you're going to look up YouTube videos on the Pale Crawler, just be careful. Use your discretion about what it is that you're, you're watching. Because a lot of this fake, stuff is... If it looks fake, it most likely is. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. Now, th- like I said, 90% of them I think are fake. There are, there's that 10%, you're like, what the hell is that? One of the most popular videos out there is uh, it was actually featured on, I think, uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. Oh, okay. Where it's it's a guy, was uh, he was on the side of the road driving, driving his car, and he stopped on the side of the road, and there was like a, a deer or something on the opposite side of the road and there was uh, some woods and there was this pale crawler thing. It looked like it was crouching in the trees, watching the deer and you can see it moving, you know? And however, the video is 100% legitimate. There's nothing that is faked Mm. or added to this video. There was no editing done to the video and you can clearly see through the guy's car window, this deer, and then behind the deer, there's a line of trees like the woods, and off to the side of that in the trees, there's a thing that it's got a head, it's got these long spindly-looking arms, and it looks like it's crouched over, and you can see it kind of jumping around through the trees and everything. So the the video is 100% legitimate. However, what they are identifying as the pale crawler crouching in the woods jumping around the trees is a smashed bug on the dude's windshield. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. So that made it to uh, paranormal caught on camera. Yeah. They were all talking about it. I saw that episode when it premiered and I kept, it, it didn't look right to me. Something looked off on that video. So I kept rewinding on the DVR yeah. and I was like, that's a smash bug on the dude's windshield. So do they know if the guy knew it was a no, smash? No, okay, okay. no. Okay. No. Gotcha. This was there was nothing. This was 100% legitimate. He just he saw This was it a misidentification. Like, okay, gotcha, gotcha. He cuz he didn't um like in real time when he was filming this, he didn't see it and he goes home and he, you know, looks at the footage and he's like, "What the hell is that?" Yep. You know. So it's not that the guy tried to pass it off as fake. Okay. Um and I don't know if the people on Paranormal caught on camera, realized that it was fake, or if they're like, this is just a good video, we got to put it up, or whatever. But it's clearly a bug smashed on the dude's windshield. And I actually did some deep diving into that video. Oh, wow. And I'm not the only person that knows that this is a bug smashed on the dude's windshield. Okay. I mean, there's other, there's, you know, it's, it's, 
So stuff like that, yeah, yeah. you also have to be wary of. You do, so. definitely. So anyway, I, I've got my own favorite story yeah. about pale crawlers. Not, I've never had an encounter. Yep. So, but Same, I, just to put that out there. But I, I do have my favorite story, and this comes, you probably know about this one. I don't okay. know. Uh, I'm sure you do. This comes out of Detroit, Michigan, with not just one but multiple pale crawlers being seen at the same time in one location. So um, there were a group of people who were having a bonfire party at the end of their summer vacation. Um, All of these people were um, getting ready to graduate high school. So they were young kids, and they were actually in a residential area. As pale crawlers actually... You see them in residential areas they just do. as often as you see them in secluded areas. That's the part that freaks me out about yeah. this topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were in a residential area with a yard that backed up against a wooded area, but it wasn't a particularly rural location. Um, there were houses that were visible on the other side through the trees, so it wasn't like a, a forest or anything. Yeah. You know, just a row of trees and you could see houses on the other side. So according to the witnesses, after they got the bonfire started, uh, around 10 p.m., people started going home. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to point out that they say there was no alcohol involved. Everyone was stone cold sober. They were teenagers. For sure. So there was no illegal drinking. All right. Uh, so around 10 p.m., people began going home. And it got down to there was just five people at this house. And they were sitting around the fire, just chatting it up for around an hour. And then a few more friends left, and then there was just two people sitting out there by the fire by themselves. And their attention suddenly became drawn to some what they described as odd noises coming from out past the light of the fire. And this is, I'm just going to read this. Yep. This is what happened next, according to one of the witnesses. I'm going to get, I'm going to get my creepy background music. Oh, yeah, good call, good call. As my friend sat facing back towards the woods and I with my back to the woods, we started hearing some noises, sticks cracking on the ground, leaves being brushed through, those sort of things. He laughed it off, saying it was just the neighbor's cat. As we sat and continued to shoot the shit, the noises continued, and I continued to brush them off under the assumption it was just a cat. However, I was a little unnerved when we both heard what sounded like footsteps in the front yard. At first, we thought our friend had gotten back, but realized it wasn't him after a few minutes had gone by. Eventually, our friend came back from dropping his girlfriend off at home, and we started talking again like nothing ever happened. A couple minutes later, however, the noises from the woods started up again, but this time they were closer, much closer. I could see my friend was clearly unnerved by this, and I reminded him he told me it was just the cat. He looked at me and told me that they didn't have a cat, He just said that to reassure himself earlier that it was nothing. I quickly got up, moved to the other side of the fire, and sat down between my two friends 
so that we were all facing the woods. After using a few choice words towards my friend to express how I felt about him, letting me sit with my back towards whatever was back there, things took a bit of a turn. We saw something move in the brush. It was slight, but noticeable. It looked fairly big, too, about five feet tall. Kind of human-like. We tried to joke it off and convince ourselves it was nothing. This worked until a few moments later, when we started to see more movement. This continued for a couple of minutes until it got significantly closer and we decided to go inside. We hurried as we started to grab everything we needed to take in and put the lid on the fire pit. Throughout this time, it continued to move closer to us. It almost seemed hesitant yet curious as we saw it dart about. Nonetheless, we rushed inside. We locked the door behind us and went to the windows. By this point, it knew we were inside and was coming up to the house. It would dart by the windows as we ran between the windows in the house in hopes we could catch a glimpse of what had had us so scared. We made out some basic details. It was four to five feet tall when it was hunched over, humanoid and pale. Almost white, but still a little gray kind of pale. This lasted for a good 10 minutes until we heard the scratching of nails on the wooden deck connected to the house. Around this time, it seemed to shift its focus towards the fire as we apparently didn't put the lid back on completely. Before I knew it, my friend was calling us over to the window that faced the fire. The lid was off and we could see the shape of it darting around the fire pit. We later found the lid about 10 feet away from the pit. Something had to have picked it up by the hot metal handle and thrown it over there. Around this time, we also noticed that it was around some of the other windows. It was then that we realized there wasn't just one of whatever it was. There were multiple. If I had to guess, I'd say about four or five. Now, the witness says that not long after that, he decided to beat feet and get the hell out of there and just left his dudes at the house. I don't think I would have done it. I'd have been like, you guys, you need to come with me or we're all going to stay here and, and go down together. I don't yep. know. Yep. Uh, all for one, one for all. Yeah, yeah. Unless I didn't like them. That's true. If I, if, if, like if I wasn't like, like, they were just like, you know, like acquainted, some yeah. of me like deuces, yeah. I'm out. So, yeah, so he, uh, he, he got out of there. And uh, he said when he uh, looked back as he was leaving, he could see one of those things looking through one of the windows on the house. So, um, yeah. And um, he uh, apparently was still texting with his friends throughout the night, getting updates. And uh, throughout the night, they were saying how those things were still out there and stuff like that. So, like, I think it was a few nights later, they decided – they were going to go try to see these things again, and this time they wanted to get some some evidence, like mm. some pictures or something, because they didn't take any pictures. They, they were too scared. Yeah. So they invited some other rando dude over that wasn't there because they wanted someone who could corroborate their story. For sure. So they went and basically did the same thing, started the bonfire. They were all sitting out there, and sure enough, supposedly these things came back. Same type of scenario. They went in the house. The things were running around all over. Um, 
eventually they went out onto the deck and was watching these things, but they couldn't get any pictures because it was too dark outside. Apparently they were just trying to use their cell phone, I'm I'm assuming. I imagine. Uh, I don't have a an exact date on this. I don't know when this was. Yeah. Um, but it couldn't have been all that long ago. Yeah. Um, so this creeps me out because not only did this happen to the same people on more than one occasion, but there were multiple of these pale crawlers running around out there. Now it is just a story. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't know if you can put truth to the story or not, but if it is true, this was in a suburban neighborhood, and there are multiple of these things running around out there. So I would think if it was in a neighborhood that more than just these dudes would have seen it. You would think. I mean, it sounds like like these creatures were curious about the fire. Mm. Does, I mean, they might have been curious about the the uh, the eyewitnesses, but it sounds like what caught their attention was the, the the glowing embers of the fire. Maybe so, which is a bit strange. But they they were like looking through the windows and stuff. Yeah, they so. were darting yeah, yeah by the windows. Yeah, I mean, and it sounds like they're just curious. Like I don't know. That's kind of the sh- that's kind of the eerie part to me. It's like. They're curious about yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think these things are, Eric? I mean, uh, if if I had to if I had to say right now, I I would say there's some sort of underground like something lurking in cave systems throughout the US cuz there's a lot of a lot of stories from Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, and Kentucky has a lot of caves. Yeah, it does. Um, even that whole Appalachia range. Uh, I we I think when me and my sister did one, we also had a story from like uh, North Georgia, which also has a lot of mountains and caves. And the reason I say that is because they're pale, mm-hmm. and very dark. Uh, well, not dark, but they're not they're not white, but they're not dark. So. Uh, my, my point in saying that is they probably aren't adjusted to sunlight, which is also why they come out at night. Yeah. Most of these encounters. I've not read an encounter that was during the day. Um, and so that would be my guess. Some sort of underground dwelling creature. A chud. A chud. You ever heard? I've not heard that term. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Yeah. There's a movie from the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should watch it. That, you're, you're, we were just talking about uh, old sci-fi stuff. Yes, so, yeah. yes. Uh, it's, uh, it's. I know it's available on Amazon Prime. Okay. You might could Netflix it. I don't know. Okay. But you're missing out on a piece of cinematic history if you've never watched this movie. Yeah. Just, I, I, that's all I'm going to say. Chud. Okay. Yeah. I got you. And then now you're going to go watch it, and then I'm going to get a text. It's like, this was the worst movie I've ever seen in my whole entire life. But when I was a kid, yeah, it was super cool. It was, great. Yeah. <laughs> it was super cool. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's really, actually, in all seriousness, though, watch that movie. Yeah. And then tell me you don't think Pale Crawler 
whenever you see the chud. Lines up with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's very, very, very similar. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. They even made a sequel. It was so popular, they made Chud 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I can't remember. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah. I just can't remember it. It just didn't stick out like Chud For did. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Chud. You, you, you need to check that movie out. Like, when you have nothing to do, mm-hmm. and you're like, gee, I am so bored, I have nothing to do. Chud. It's Chud. Yeah, yeah. Watch Chud, and then tell me if you don't think Pale Crawler. Okay, I'll, I'll send you a text. All right, all right. So, you are familiar with Slender Man, right? Yes. How familiar are you with Slender Man? I'm familiar with the game, and I'm familiar with the... Um, I can't remember specifically where the story was developed, but I'm familiar with the saga of how it was developed. Okay. So, uh, several years ago, um, I got, like, super into Slender Man. Yes, I remember you mentioning this. And um, so... Slender Man was developed. It's a creepypasta. Yep. He, um, getting my creepy music going again. <laughs> uh, he, he was developed as part of a contest for the Something Awful forums. That's right. And, um, so I'm not going to go a lot into the background because this show really isn't about Slender Man. But yeah. uh, he's basically a character who is extremely tall, uh, wears a suit and tie. It's always a dark suit, black suit, black tie, white shirt. Has a head but no face, mm-hmm. no mouth, no eyes, no nose, nothing. Yep. And he basically will stalk you, drive you insane, and then take you to somewhere. Um, it started out was that he would uh, take children, and then it kind of the story kind of de- developed from there to it could be anybody. Mm. And where he really, really, um, and and part of the the uh, contest to to create this scary character was there was a Photoshop contest is basically what it was. Okay. And so the guy that uh, invented the character had all these great photoshops of Slenderman. And he developed the whole story mythos behind it. Well, I think it was in 2009 or 2010 when these two guys out of Alabama, home state, got to represent, what's yes. up? Um, they started this YouTube series called Marble Hornets. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's coming back. It's coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So this was basically a Slender Man storyline, and this went on for years. And this thing was a huge success. Uh, there's been a couple of movies that was made off of off of this these guys' storyline. Yeah, and I'm sure they they got some bank from from all I would this. Hope so. um, but uh, this was like a. It took them years to develop this story and for it to come to fruition. And it was like everything else when it ended. You were like, that's the ending. Yeah. <laughs> it's so anticlimactic. Uh, but anyway, during this whole Slender Man storyline, that's when something known as a proxy started to develop in the Slender Man mythos. And a proxy is basically just someone who's standing in for you, right? So 
you fast forward in a couple of years, and this YouTube series is just blowing up all over the internet. Slenderman's everywhere all of a sudden. So you start getting spin-off people who are doing their own Slenderman stories. Mm-hmm. Two of the more popular ones was one called Tribe 12 and Everyman Hybrid. Uh, Tribe 12 was okay. It got really, they all get really super complicated. Mm. I mean, the, the ability of these people to tell these stories and the way that they make these things so super complicated yeah. is, is, is amazing. It's really amazing. People are talented. Very much People so. are talented. Yep. Um, so, uh, anyway, all these stories got very, very uh, complicated and and um, there's a lot of backstory and stuff to it. But um, where the rake started getting popular was with Everyman Hybrid. Okay, and they called him Habit. I think was what they called him. In <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> was what they called this guy at Everyman Hybrid. Let me get a, a drink here. <clears throat> what the palate? <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow, that came from nowhere. So, um, yeah. So the rake was a spinoff. My point is, as I've gone around the world to tell this story, <laughs> my point is that the rake was a spinoff from the Slenderman mythos. They are intertwined. Mm. Uh, the rake is supposedly a proxy. Of Slenderman oh. doing Slenderman's bidding in his absence. Interesting. Maybe he's the one who takes you, or maybe he just is there to further drive you insane. Mm. Don't really know. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of where the rake uh, has developed, and I don't know who. Um, like first invented the rake, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if the rake came first and then the pale crawlers or if the rake was made from the pale crawlers, you know, from, from their, yeah, like an inspiration. Yeah. Thing, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, but I do know that he, the rake first became very popular as a spinoff of Slenderman. So that's how I know the Pale Crawlers. Gotcha. Was from all of the time that I spent dealing, doing deep dives into the Slenderman mythos. Now, stuff that I have seen online started out as this is the rake. Mm. And that, of course, was, I think, BS because the rake wasn't a real thing unless they were basing the rake off of pale crawlers and what people were seeing and posting were pale crawlers, but they weren't known by that at the time. People just known it as this is the rake. But that anyway, so that's how I know um, um, the rake is from Everyman Hybrid. Now, are you suggesting... Are you suggesting that this could be some sort of tulpa, like a thought form created by a mass? Uh, as so many people are thinking about it and visualizing it, that it's ding, just like, yeah, ding. yeah. yes, because okay. I believe that Slenderman 
not the version that we see online, but yeah. I believe that there is a version of Slender Man that actually is real because of the Tulpa effect. Yeah. Because I think so many people believed that this was a real thing that it just kind of brought him into being. And I think the same thing is a possible explanation for the pale crawlers. Yeah. Um, the difference between Slender Man and the pale crawlers is you don't see multiple Slender Men hanging outside your house, but apparently you can see multiple pale crawlers. So, you know, that kind of takes the Tulpa thing and turns it upside down a little bit because uh, I've never known of any instance where people have created a Tulpa where there has been multiple Tulpas. It's always a Tulpa. Single, yeah. Yeah. Like the, um, the story, I can't remember who it was, if it was uh, uh, the woman in Nepal who created the uh, mm-hmm. the, the monk that like she was it was a, it was a thought form created but it turned like mischievous and bad. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I know that story but I can't I'm I can't like you I can't can't remember the details but yeah, I know exactly. the I know the general outline yeah. of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that the rake could possibly or the pale crawlers could possibly be a topo. Now, are they related? I don't know. They could be two totally different things. The rake may be the tulpa, and the pale crawlers may be something totally different. I, I really, you know, I'm open for that being a possibility. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I do have a story here from 2005. Okay. Um, takes place in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Oh yeah, I know yeah. this story. Yeah, and um, so. Just a brief overview, if you don't know New Orleans, old, old city, French Quarter is one of the most historic places in the U.S., probably. Mm. Um, Been there a few times, love it. Yeah, I need to go. I need to go. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, this happened in 2005, and uh, um, this woman was with her boyfriend in the French Quarter. Um, they were taking a quiet stroll through the streets of the French Quarter, um, they noticed everything went eerily quiet. Never a good sign. Never good. Um, sounds just seemed to seem to fade out of existence, and the witness says, "I noticed it became eerily quiet. Not something that happens there, especially as people stumble to their hotels." The boyfriend, she says, he he also noticed something because he gripped my hand quite hard and picked up pace. He had a strange look to his face, and I struggled to keep up. He was taking odd routes. Finally, I caught what was making him act bizarre. I followed a split-second glance of his to a building. The best I could say, it looked like a dingy, pale Spider-Man. I'm sorry, a dingy, pale Spider-Man going up the side of a building. I remember him harshly whispering not to look, just keep moving. He took us to Bourbon Street, um, and they um, is this this was during the week, so there weren't a lot of people out. But Bourbon Street is a more um, populated spot, mm-hmm. and um, uh, supposedly they kept seeing this thing on the roof, and it was in a sense tracking them. Um, yeah, not good. And then it just kind of 
then they just kind of lost sight of it. So that's that's a strange one. One because it's it was scaling a building. Yeah, very odd. Also um, in a heavily populated area. I mean, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I know it was late at night, and the area that they were in were it's it was still. kind of you know sparse at that at that time. But yeah. New Orleans, dude, there's a lot of people. There's a shit ton yeah. of people there. Big city. Yeah. Um, and once again, you would think that someone besides them would see this thing. It's New Orleans. Well, that yeah, that's that's also in this description. They they say that other people were about, but no one no one seemed to uh, no one seemed to f- be distracted by it, which I think lends credence to the fact that it is some sort of thought form that not everyone's privy to. Yeah, maybe only certain people can see this thing. Yes, because. Uh, I mean, I don't think, from my from my understanding of a thought form, and correct me, it's not not just because somebody creates it. Not everybody has access to it. Like, right. you have to spend time and energy to address something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is kind of my um, experience with Slender Man because yeah. as I got I mean I did a deep dive into this I got really into Slenderman oh, yeah. and not because I at, at first I'm not gonna lie at first when I first learned of, of Slenderman I forgot how I freaking found out about it but when I first learned about it I was like is this thing real what the yeah. hell is this and you you know you do some some searching you find some stories and you find some YouTube videos and you're like what the hell is this and then I found the Marble Hornets thing, and then I started really, you know, it's like, okay, this is not, this is not a, a real entity. You know, yeah. this is part of a storyline. And then that's how I found out about the Something Awful forums and how it was created and stuff. But by this time, I was hooked. I was fascinated. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I, I got to keep watching this Marble Hornets thing. So I started watching all of these YouTube series on Slender Man, and there was some little kid – that did his own Slenderman YouTube oh, series. Geez. It was pretty good. Was it? it was pretty good. It had uh, it had a a a a beginning and an end. Uh-huh. The middle was kind of muddled, but he did have an ending to it. Uh, it was all very little kiddish thing, and you could yeah. tell that he had to involve his parents in it because he had to get his mom to drive him to all these areas oh, and stuff, no. and she would be like <laughs> sitting in the van. Yeah. You know, but uh, it was it was pretty good. But okay. anyway, um, so I started watching all these um, YouTube series on on Slender Man and reading all these stories and stuff, and I had my own Slender Man like experience. I never mm-hmm. saw like a big tall sure. suit wearing no faced dude, you know, peeking in my windows or standing in my doorway or anything like that. But I started having some weird stuff that was happening to me so much so to the fact that I was like, I can't keep doing this. You know, so I actually stopped doing all, watching all Slender Man stuff, doing yeah. all this research and everything. And I had a friend of mine come over and actually, like, do a blessing of me and my house so all this weird stuff could stop. So it's, it was a tulpa. I was, in essence, I think, creating my own Slender Man type tulpa. And that's how I think Slender Man works. I, I'm with you 100. It's 
it, your brain is such a powerful yeah. tool, and we don't even understand how powerful our brains are. But it's it's um, I I completely agree with you. Yeah. So if that can happen, like I said, yeah. to to a slender man, why can't it happen to a, a pale crawler? Definitely. Or the rake. I, yeah. The more and more I think about it, the more I'm thinking the two probably could be separate entities. I don't know. But they look very similar. Yeah. It's it's a very pale, humanoid-looking creature that is so emaciated. You can see the ribs and the spine, black eyes, sharp teeth, long, spindly arms and legs, and it's never upright. It's always hunched for yeah. some reason. Yeah. That's um, the rake. That's the pale crawler. It is, 100%. Um, the... And I think the 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 interesting thing about this is it's like both Slenderman and the Rake Pale Crawler are they're humanoids. So it's not like it's not like it takes a lot of thinking to conjure up the image of these things. Right. Yeah. And um, I think uh, I don't know if you've seen this show, but The Haunting of Bly Manor. I've seen uh, one or two episodes okay. of it. Well, they, they do an interesting thing where one of the ghosts that is haunting this house is a woman who lived in the past, and because people had forgotten about her, she doesn't have a face. Oh. So because, because no one remembered what she looked like, the face is gone. And I think it's interesting that these pale crawlers and Slenderman don't have a face because no, I possibly no one is thinking about somebody specific. It's just a general figure. Wow, that's yeah. a great theory, Eric. Yeah. So th that's that's where I'm standing. Yeah. Well, I'm. Um I'm kind of on the fence. Like okay. I said, the, the the more I talk about it, as as I was preparing for this episode and and everything, I was like, the rake, pill crawlers, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But now that I have started like talking out loud and bouncing ideas off of somebody yeah. else, I'm like, maybe these things aren't the same thing. Mm. Maybe the rake is something totally different. Just looks similar. Yeah. But, you know, I like I said, I'm I'm open. I'm open. For sure. And I, I do I do know that I did say earlier in this episode that it was some sort of underground as yep. we talked uh -huh. about the chud. Yep. So, I think even my just talking about it out here has evolved a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing what just like talking out loud will do, oh, yeah. you know. So, the fact or the the possibility that it could be some sort of of um chud Chud, yeah. Minus the cannibalism. Minus the... But, but so, uh, an ud. An ud. <laughs> but, uh, or hud. Hud, yeah. Hud, hud yeah. H-U-D, yeah. hud, hud, yeah. So it could be a hud, a humanistic underground dweller, right? Could be could be a hud. So why are we just now starting to see these things? Is it because we are encroaching upon their territory? Because, I mean... The human population is not getting thinner. We're just getting more and more, and we keep taking a, away all of these natural habitats for things like bear, deer, yeah. squirrels, 
rabbits. Spreading out, you yeah. know. So who's to say these things aren't you know forest dwelling creatures or cave dwelling creatures and suburbia is creeping up on them and they're like, well, let's get out and let's see who these people are that's invading our territory. Because that's why we're seeing them in, in suburban areas now. Exactly. I, I have no issue with that theory at all. So we have several theories. So it, it, yeah. it could be a tulpa. It could be a hood. Could be associated with the rake. Yeah. So there are several several different theories out there. So if you see one of these things, mm. my best advice would be to not make any sudden moves. Although there are no known instances or very few instances of them actually attacking a human. Most of the time, they just seem to be more curious. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, however, they look dangerous. <laughs> yes, from <laughs> they, what we can They look tell. really dangerous. Very dangerous. So I would not advise trying to interact with these things. Um, I would advise just like, don't make any sudden movements and slowly walk away. I, I don't. Uh, it, of course, you know, there's all kind of video on YouTube. Could be real. Some of it may be fake. Some of it may be real. I don't know. I don't know about taking a picture of this thing with a flash or anything like that because they say that, you know, flashlights and stuff scared away and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. If you take a picture with a flash, will it scare it or will it make it mad? Well, that one story with the fire, as soon as they put it out, as soon as they put the fire out, it seems like that's when the thing started encroaching on their yeah on their territory. So maybe. And then they took the lid off of the fire pit. Yeah. And the fire started back, but they stayed around apparently. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's, a, maybe that's a weird one. It's yeah. a it's a weird. It's, it, that creeped me out because, yeah. like I said, there was it was in a a rural area mm. and there was more than one. So for sure. All right. So before we wrap it up, Eric, final thoughts from you, sir. Yeah, it's um I mean it's a it's a it's an evolving topic for sure. Um I, I honestly on Phantoms and Monsters I see a new story every week. So um again, Lon Strickler's site is incredible. Yeah. Um great and they're all first hand accounts. Um uh, mo- I would say most are. I, sh- I haven't read all of them, but most of them are first hand accounts. So it's an evolving topic. I'm I'm on the Tulpa uh grind right okay. now. I think that's what I've come down to, so Always evolving, yep. Well, despite having been seen on two, three continents and several countries, the actual existence of pale crawlers has yet to be proven, in my opinion. There are plenty of YouTube videos out there purportedly showing these pale crawler things. However, those videos can be easily explained away as misidentifications, splattered bugs on windshields or downright hoaxes. Not all of them, but a lot of them. The only exceptions are the Fresno crawlers that we didn't really talk about. Uh, but that's, again, in my th- my opinion, those those things are they're freaky as hell, but I don't think they're pale crawlers. Once again, that's my opinion. But yeah. the, the Fresno crawlers, wish we had time to get into to this, but the Fresno crawlers are... Looks like uh, sheets walking. Like it, it's yeah, it's like it's a just someone took a sheet yeah. and put like a balloon in it and then tied underneath it with a big rubber band and then had two spindly sheet legs and these things are just walking. They were captured on a 
home surveillance camera in 1997. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a couple of videos that I've seen other than that, but I don't know if that thing is a hoax or or what, but it looks really, really freaky. I've heard the story, have not dove into any conspiracies around it. I haven't really, but there are, if you look up pale crawlers, you get the Fresno night crawlers in a, in a search. So I don't think that those two are related because they look totally and completely, completely different. different. Yeah. yeah. So once again, that is, that is my opinion. However, if, and I say if, you believe that Slender Man is real, and I do, then you must also accept that pale crawlers are real too. After all, they've been associated with the Slender Man on more than one occasion. And Slender Man is a tulpa. He came into existence because so many people believed in Slender Man that they actually willed him to life, so to speak. Therefore, if Slender Man is a tulpa, then it stands to reason that pale crawlers can also be tulpas. But you have to kind of stretch your imagination here. But then again, I guess you have to stretch your imagination on just about everything that's talked about on this podcast, right? Agreed. And you may be out there listening to this podcast saying, well, how can you believe that Slender Man is real and not pale crawlers if the two of them, those people, those things are connected? Well, that's a good question, but the answer to that is that I never said that I don't believe in them. I said that their existence hasn't been proven yet. Mm. The truth is that we may never know exactly what they are or if they're even real. Perhaps the only way to truly find out is to let one of them take you. And that, my friends just isn't an option as far as I'm concerned. Agreed, brother. <laughs> and that about does it for this episode of Pair Reality. Thanks for listening. But before we close it out, I got one more commercial we got to sit through. Does the feeling of your throat tightening feel maybe the unable to scream exciting? If the answer to these questions is yes, then you should listen to Scared to Death, Stories of Suspense, Science Fiction, and the Horror. Scared to Death airs the third Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Tune in for the fright of your life. <laughs> things are going in the world? Have you always wanted to save whatever was on your mind without having to listen to someone bitch about it or suffer any repercussions? Well, me too. That's why I created the Set It Off podcast. I'm sick and tired of the stupidity that's going on around here, and I'm going to let everybody know how I feel about it. So hop on board this train and fasten your seatbelt because I'm about to set it off. Set It Off can be heard on your favorite podcast station. 
New episodes drop on the fourth Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. You never know what I'm going to say next. Hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode of Parareality. It was a pleasure having Eric back in the secret bunker again here in the co-host chair. Thanks for coming in, Eric. Hey, yep, always glad to be here. Good to see you and uh, glad to be back on the podcast. Now, if you want to leave a comment about what you heard tonight or anything else about the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. Here's all the ways you can get in touch with me. I'm going to run down them real quick here. First of all, quick and easy, down and dirty, email me, sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. That's home from the official Facebook page for uh, the podcast. Or you can follow me on social media. My handle on Instagram and YouTube, both are the same, at Radio. That's at Radio. You can just uh, post on my wall there, slide on into my DMs like uh, Tricky Disco did, and uh, leave me a message, follow me there. You get to find out all about some, some post some stuff from my personal life sometimes, uh, like concerts and stuff I go to, and interesting articles from paranormal world and all that sorts of good stuff. So those are all the ways that you can get in contact with me here at Parareality. Oh, don't forget the studio line. You can also call in. I'm always looking for uh, people to call into the show. If you got a story you want to tell or if you just want to, like, leave me a comment like you suck or I hate you or whatever, you know, you can always just call in the, to the studio line right here at the Secret Bunker. The number is 615 615- Six nine two one one seven zero. That number again is six one five six nine two eleven seventy. Leave me a message. Just remember, there's about a three minute limit on the voicemail. So if you get cut off, you can call back and pick right back up where you start where you uh, left off. And uh, if you do leave me a message, you are giving me permission to play that back on the air. If you don't want that to happen, just let me know somewhere in your message. So those are all the ways that you can get in touch with me here on pair reality eric how can they get in touch with you at world we live in for sure um you can email me at world we live in podcast at gmail.com um you can find us on twitter at world we live pod and listen to us on spotify yeah apple podcasts um yeah those are the big guys yeah yeah So uh, don't forget, everybody, to uh, visit uh, the website here, parareality.com. That's a place where you can keep up on all the latest paranormal news from all around the world. I've got an entire page of the website devoted to that, and it's updated almost daily. You can shop in the Parareality store, buy some swag, help support the show, watch some of the horrible videos that I've made for the podcast over the years, and I've also got tons of archives in the archives section that's all available for free. You can listen to hours and hours and hours of free Parareality podcast. It's just the best thing ever. If you have nothing to do on a Sunday and you're bored, hey, I'm going to listen to 24 hours of Parareality. You can do it because it's there and it's all for free, all for free. So, uh, yeah, we're available on your favorite podcast station, network, platform, whatever you want to call it. Wherever you get your podcast, Parareality's there. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, CastBox, Deezer. I can't think of anything else. That's that's a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 everywhere. Anywhere you can get your podcast, Pair Realities there. So if you got one of those smart speakers and you got a podcast uh, app on it, just say, "Hey, play the Para Reality podcast." And uh, yeah, I'm all over the place on that. So, uh, Eric, when's the next episode of World We Live In gonna be out? It'll be uh, let's see. Next week, um, April, I guess it'd be that Friday. Oh, so you're going to drop an episode when this episode drops. Is that In the first? competition, I yeah. I won't do that. I will do the next week. Uh, you can you can drop. I mean, it's not uh, like, you know. It, we, they, usually, uh, we usually do a Friday, Friday okay. episode. Yep. All right. So, so be listening for uh, the new episode either Friday the 1st or the next, the next Friday. The next Friday. You can drop one on Friday the 1st. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. We're not in competition here. We're brother. We're all friends. We are. We We support each other. We support each other. All right. Speaking of April the first, that's when uh, this episode here is is airing. But the next episode of Pair Reality is going to drop on April the fifteenth. That's a Friday, the second Friday, the third Friday of April. That's April the fifteenth at eight o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out. I hope that this podcast opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope you have a wonderful evening, a great weekend, and I'll see everybody again in a couple of weeks. If you wish to change... You must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.